This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. 32nd out in Surrey. Check out the gas station that's near there. They've got gas for $1.64.9, which is, you know, five, six, seven cents cheaper than most other stations today. Uh, if you're out of luck and you're just going to have to pay that $1.72.9, well, hopefully we can help you with this as well. Because starting Monday, we are giving away a gas card every day. You have to call us on the buzz line and then you nominate someone who you think deserves a break, that these gas prices are really hurting. We're going to collect those nominations. We'll randomly draw a winner on the John McComb Show at 9.35 every morning. And remember, you have to tell us exactly why that person deserves to win. Leave your name and number and the name and number of the person that you're nominating so we can get in touch with them if they're so deserving of this $100 gas card. So that starts on Monday. But in the meantime, for the rest of us, and like me, I'm not eligible to win this contest, so I have to try to figure out when is the best time to buy some gas. We're going to find out what's exactly going on out there right now with the help of Dan McTagg, who is a Senior Petroleum Analyst for GasBuddy.com. Hi, Dan. Hi, Sammy. How are you? I am good, thank you. I was noticing that there was a lineup for gas last night at $1.55.9. Does that surprise you? Uh, No, it doesn't surprise me at all, Uh, but the price itself does because, of course, that gas station is buying uh, fuel for about $1.59. So if they're giving it away for $0.04 less, uh, you know, by all means, uh, let me know. I'll be out there myself filling up. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, there are still some good deals to be had. Uh, You know, you still got... uh, Look at the Husky over there uh, on uh, seven hundred nine Marine Southwest Marine Drive and uh, West Seventieth Avenue. Uh, they're down to one fifty nine point nine. I've seen a couple of Costco's out in uh, Delta that are down much lower than I expected. Uh, you know, for this for the, at this time of day, we don't te- technically see prices uh, this low. Uh, you know, uh, the Chevron uh, at. Uh, 120th and 86th Avenue uh, is uh, was 157 last night. It's likely to see that number again tonight. So there's a lot of uh, varying prices right across the city. And, of course, the best time to buy is never in the morning, but always in the evening. Right. And why is it we have those varying prices? Because that, Dan, usually when prices go up, it's pretty consistent, right? But I noticed that this time around, there has been more variation. Yeah, there has. Uh, and the variations really have to do with the gas station's not wanting to lose, uh, well, it's one thing to lose money, it's quite another thing to lose customers who may not come back. And so they're competing for every uh, leader that they can sell. And if it means having to drop those retail margins that they have some control over, and we're talking only about 11 cents a liter, uh, then they're often quite, quite willing to say, all right, at some point in the afternoon, I've covered uh, what it costs me to run my gas station, to honor credit cards, to pay for the electricity, to turn on my pumps. I can now drop those margins and uh, keep people happy, especially on their way home uh, before a weekend. So, I mean, if you go to Langley or Port Coquitlam, you'll find uh, the Costco's out there, what, 157, 156. Uh, Pitt Meadows, I've seen some there for, for $1.60, $1.61. And they're starting early. Uh, but by the afternoon to the evening, I can. if you look at the Gas Buddy website, and it's pretty easy to use, it's free to download, it's free to use, it will show you savings of up to 10 to 12 cents a litre. And as you pointed out last night, as much as 16 yeah. to 17 cents a litre from the 172 we're paying today. Right. So I guess, so you're saying these gas, some of these gas stations then are thinking, well, if I lower the price a little bit, maybe they'll come in, buy lottery tickets, a few snacks, and I'll make my money there too. That's right. And now, remember, a gas station also makes a bit of money by increasing or holding their volume. Why? I'm a big supplier to 
15, 20 stations. If within those 10, 15, or 20 stations that I supply, my uh, total sale has increased by 2 or 3%, I'm probably going to get a pennies discount from my supplier, my refiner, or whoever's supplying me, because the person who can move volumes is the, is the big winner here. Refineries make money. Uh, they run seven days a week, 365 days a year, except when we have planned or unplanned maintenance. But they want to make sure they get that product out there. And, uh, you know, it's no skin off their nose to drop it a penny or two, uh, especially if they, uh, if you can find a creative way to get more people into right. your store. And that doesn't just necessarily mean lower gas prices. It might also mean different services and great bonuses inside that convenience store. Is that what makes this time different, though, Dan? Because usually, um, you know, there is this uniformity. All the prices go up. But there does seem to be more of a pressure on these companies this time to yes. factor in some savings for people. Yeah, I mean, so if we look back a few years ago, you rarely saw this. You would have the one price I'd predict in the yeah. morning. It would stay pretty much in the afternoon. And you'd sometimes see some wiggle room only on the weekends when headquarters wasn't looking. Uh, now it's commonplace. With, uh, a number like uh, uh, 172.9 by afternoon, they might be down to 169.9. And, you know, sometime after supper. Uh, they might actually drop all the way down to 162, 163.9, uh, keeping only enough to maintain their nose above the proverbial financial waterline and hope that uh, more people come and shop there. And they will use the site, our Gas Buddy website, to find those places. So, uh, you know, it works for them, but it also works for you know, everyone to know where the best prices are as they change hour on the hour. But there's the tried and true, which is new in Vancouver, is now very clearly never buy your gasoline in the morning. Always buy it in the evening if you can. And even better, wait till the weekends. I know. I had your voice in my head yesterday when I was thinking about stopping <laughs> and doing that. Uh, but also, what is going on then with the prices? Because as if people have, numerous people have pointed out as well, is that the actual price of oil, like the, the barrel price, is $64 or so. That doesn't cor- like correlate to what we're seeing at the pump. No, and you have really two markets. Uh, you don't put oil in your gas tank, you put gasoline in your tank. And of course, the, uh, many will go even a step further and say, oh, look back in 2008, uh, it was $140 yeah. a barrel, $130 a barrel, and you know the price was as it was. Well, back then, we didn't have a carbon tax. Back then, we didn't have a uh, TransLink tax to the extent that we do. And here's the big one. No one really takes this into account. But back in 2008, right until 2013, we were known in Canada as the holders of the petrodollar. And what that really meant was that as petroleum oil prices went up, so did the value of the Canadian dollar versus the U.S. greenback. Right. That, that U.S. dollar is the international standard. It's the gold standard for all commodities. Back in those days, uh, you know, the, the, dollar, the dollar was on par. What does that mean? A savings, if you I couldn't, I, my eyes popped up when I did the calculation last night. If the Canadian dollar was trading the same as the U.S. dollar today rather than a dollar 34.5, you and I would be saving up to 37 cents a liter. So, wow. you know, $1.37, uh, once it, you'd be paying $1.35. Uh, I think most of us would probably not be having this interview. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to say, Dan, we would not be calling you <laughs> with the regularity that we call you right yeah. now. Uh, you wouldn't be as busy, yeah. nearly. So that's it. It's the, really the Canadian dollar difference. Yeah, a big time. I mean, I know many of us cheer a weak Canadian dollar. I don't. And I know that uh, as more and more of our commodities are priced in U.S. terms, and we all collectively take a hit on our purchasing power. And I can, I can spend hours saying, you know, what economists tell me, what uh, people who have uh, more, uh, you know, more in, into the currency issue tell me, 
uh, a lot of it ha- is linked to oil and our inability to get uh, world prices, let alone uh, get our you know oil to world markets. And so that's part of the reason. There's a number of other factors, but uh, the reality is that's the big enchilada. When I look at gas prices now and what they were 11 years ago, which is the height of the super bubble, the energy super bubble, which of course caused the economic collapse in a good number of countries, especially our friends in the South, uh, it was, uh, you know, that variation in the currency that really accounts for the big, massive difference we see today. Apart from the fact that uh, there were times uh, in the summer of 20, 2008, I was a member of Parliament, I watched these things very closely, where market prices for gasoline were actually lower than oil. Oil was so uh, superheated in terms of its price that it was exceeding even the cost of gasoline on the market. So that's never it didn't happen before. It certainly hasn't happened since then because of really the, uh, the euphoria right. and, of course, the uh, paranoia, I think, over uh, uh, declining oil supplies. So then, Dan, this kind of variation that we're seeing, the little nuances, the ups and downs, is this going to continue? Is this the new normal? I think over a dollar sixty to a dollar sixty-five uh, for us in Vancouver is the new normal, um, and I'm still. We're going to get a bit of a decrease. I got to tell you that right now. We're going to see a small decrease, maybe of a penny tomorrow, uh, before people get the party hats on and the uh, Twizzlers. Uh, maybe they want to just look at the fact that we're likely to stay above a dollar sixty-five at least until the end of May. There may be days where we drop below that if the market does happen to somehow collapse. I don't see that happening, uh, but I do see more upward pressure on oil prices uh, as the world starts to really tighten the outlook for oil supplies beginning next week with the the sanctioning of Iranian oil and, more importantly, the civil war that's going on in Libya. That's getting really out of hand, and it's likely to uh, lead to much higher prices for all of us globally. This is a tough time, though, for oil companies as well, wouldn't you say? Because, I mean, gone are the days where they could just raise the price and raise the price. At some point, there's going to be a tipping point. Well, I think there is a tipping point, and you're seeing that south of the border where they're reluctant to raise prices, where they actually have refineries. We're caught here. We don't, we've only got our tiny little refinery in our backyard here. We, we, we are, and I've said this many, many times before, we're price takers. We, we don't have the ability to dent uh, you know, regional prices. We can't affect what's happening in California. We can't affect uh, what's happening in, in the Pacific Northwest uh, markets of the five refineries that are south of the border. But we can... Uh, you know, sort of at a point realize that there might be some element of what's called demand destruction. That may not necessarily be on gasoline itself. I'm sure sales of gasoline have dropped everywhere along the Pacific Coast. But also, and more importantly, it's the spillover effect into other sectors of the economy that's important. If I have to now reach into my pocket, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I drive a four-cylinder, 2.5-liter, 2012 Ford Escape. Uh, if I was paying a dollar twenty nine uh, for gasoline in mid March, and I'm now paying a dollar seventy two uh, on sixty liters, which I'm using pretty much every week with my family, that forty cent a liter increase is now costing me an average of twenty five dollars more a week. That is money that has to come from somewhere else. And so, the longer this goes, the right. past two to three or four months, you can see why it, you know discretionary spending isn't going to be about people leaving their vehicles because they have no choice. It's about other things that aren't going to get purchased and how it makes its way through the economy. So true. All right, Dan, thanks so much for your time. No worries. And thanks for having me again, Simi. Anytime. That is Dan McTagg, the Senior Petroleum Analyst with GasBuddy.com. If you see the cheap gas, he said, take it.